Welcome to the podcast. Steve Wynn resigned last Tuesday as chairman and CEO of Wynn Resorts. A little over a week after the Wall Street Journal reported that the Las Vegas casino mogul had previously engaged in sexual misconduct for more than a decade. For many people, Wynn's resignation seemed to put an end to the controversy. The company could go on. The company's $2.4 billion casino and hotel in Everett could go on. The jobs associated with that development could continue. But hold on. The Massachusetts Gaming Commission says its investigation is continuing and makes clear that it could yank Wynn's casino license if the agency finds the company unsuitable. My name is Bruce Moe of Commonwealth Magazine, and with me today are two people who feel the Wynn Resorts license should be revoked. Chip Tuttle, the chief operating officer of Suffolk Downs, which lost out to Wynn in the scramble for a Massachusetts casino license. Welcome, Chip. Thanks, Bruce. Great to be here. And Jay Gonzalez, a Democratic candidate for governor. Welcome, Jay. Hello. Thanks for having me. Let's start with you, Jay. Why do you think the license should be pulled? Well, look, the conduct that was reported in the Wall Street Journal of Steve Wynn is absolutely reprehensible. Um, Sexual assault allegations, sexual uh, harassment allegations, it's totally unacceptable. And it seems clear based on the Wall Street Journal's reporting, that the company was aware of this misconduct and swept it under the rug, did not disclose it to the Gaming Commission as part of this analysis and investigation the Gaming Commission did to determine their suitability. This is criminal activity. If this were money laundering or some other criminal activity, there'd be no question about this. The, the license would be, would be yanked. And you know, when are we gonna start treating sexual misconduct, sexual harassment uh, in the same way. We absolutely should. This is reprehensible. Massachusetts should not be condoning this behavior uh, by granting the license to this company that was complicit in this because they didn't disclose it. Um, And as long as the Gaming Commission confirms the facts as reported by the Wall Street Journal, we should have nothing to do with this company. We should revoke the license. Chip, uh, same question to you. Well, Thanks, Bruce. Uh, as the company, as part of the company that was the runner-up for the Boston area license, obviously anything I say is colored a little with sour grapes, right? We we were the loser, and I I, I understand that, and conscious of it in in terms of my commentary on this issue. By the same token, I think I probably have thought more about suitability and the suitability issue than anyone since 2013 when the Gaming Commission told us, told Suffolk Downs, that Caesars, our partner uh, for a casino license in East Boston and Revere, was not going to be found suitable. And the the Commission set a couple precedents. It, it, It didn't find Caesars suitable. It didn't find another company, Our Way Realty, that owned uh, the Plainage Harness Track. It didn't find that company suitable for a slot parlor license as well. And there are a lot of similarities and parallels to the Wynn case. Uh, right now. Uh, I agree with, uh, with Jay that the behavior as described and, and uh, as reported in the journal and now in the Las Vegas Review Journal as well, more stories are coming up. The behavior is, is completely unacceptable. Uh, but it speaks to this suitability issue that the, 
the law, the gaming law established and the commission established, which is about honesty and integrity and good character and the financial wherewithal to stand behind a gaming license here. And that was part of the bargain in passing the gaming bill in 2011, that Massachusetts was going to have the highest possible standards for suitability. Wynn Resorts does not meet, based on all this reporting, what we've heard, what we've seen, Wynn Resorts does not meet Massachusetts suitability standards. The project can continue. I'm not calling for the the project and, and others. We're not calling for the project not to continue. It just can't continue with Wynn Resorts as the developer and the operator. They've if if this uh, conduct, even a shred of what's been reported, is true. They withheld it from the commission during the suitability investigation. Then they've obtained the licenses under false pretenses, and there's just no way that sh- they should be allowed, that the company should be allowed to continue. So, Bruce, can I add one other thing right. we, didn't, we didn't mention? There is this the whole issue about the sexual misconduct and the company sweeping it under the rug, which in and of itself... You know, this whole Me Too movement, the pervasiveness of this problem, this cultural sickness we have, where we've been tolerating the intolerable for way too long, we need to put an end to it. And that in and of itself, to me, is a basis for revoking the license. But there is another issue that has come out uh, recently as a, as a result of Wall Street Journal uh, reporting, and that is this illegal political money laundering uh, scheme that uh, the Wynn Company was involved with to help Charlie Baker, uh, a $2 million donation through the Republican Governors Association that ended up within days being funneled down to the Charlie Baker campaign in 2014 uh, when the gaming statute in Massachusetts specifically prohibits uh, applicants for a license from directly or indirectly donating money to, uh, to any public official in Massachusetts who might have anything to do with the project. This was clearly illegal. Um, I joined with my, uh, my two colleagues who are running for, for governor as Democrats, uh, Seti Warren and Bob Massey, and sent a letter uh, earlier this week to the Gaming Commission saying this should be part of their investigation. This is one of those situations where the law is crystal clear about this, where it, in, in order to ensure the integrity of the bidders and the operators for these licenses and to ensure there's no undue influence on our public officials who may have something to do with the project, um, this is not allowed, and it seems clear that, that the wind company uh, violated the law in this way also. And just to be clear, the Gaming Commission, I think, has sort of said that they're going to pass that concern along to the Office of Campaign and Political Finance, uh, deeming them the experts in looking at campaign finance issues, and then they'll wait to hear back from them. Um, but I, I guess I want to uh, understand a little bit better. Your points is, are good that they should be held responsible, but you make it sound so simple. Let's deny them this license. Anyone who drives on 93 can see this huge building going up. You know, it's going to have the wind name on it when it's done. Uh, lots of people are, are employed there, and lots of people are going to be employed there. This is a huge investment, cleans up a property that's been polluted for decades. It's going to be a huge boost to that part of um, the area and for, to Everett, which has traditionally not had a lot going, going for it. You make it sound so easy. Just deny them the license. Um, now, you're running for governor. A lot of jobs, a lot of powerful people want to see this project finish. Is it just shut it down and let it go? Or how, how do you deal with that fallout? 
Well, we should do everything we can to minimize the disruption, and the Gaming Commission um, should should do everything that it can to ensure the project moves forward. But I agree with Chip; it can't be under the wind company. I mean, we've got a clear um, violation of the of the legal standard here of suitability. Uh, in addition to this um, political money laundering scheme, which violated the the statutory provision, um, we, as a matter of principle, when, when we can't just say, "Well, it's already underway," and so we're going to forget what the law says and allow this company that's engaged in abhorrent be- uh, conduct in enabling this uh, criminal activity by Steve Wynn to continue to benefit from this exclusive privilege to own and operate and develop this casino in Massachusetts. This is a privilege that we, as members of the public through our government, bestow on them. And they should not be allowed to be a part of this project. Um, It doesn't mean the project should stop. The Gaming Commission should figure out how to ensure the disruption is minimized. This has happened in other contexts. I've read it, it reported in New Jersey where a similar situation happened where a casino was built and then the the developer was later found to be unsuitable, Donald Trump actually stepped in and and, uh, bought the project and ended up operating it. So there are ways that this project can go forward and we can get all the benefits that you described, but we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't compromise the integrity of the law and the standards we put in place and the principles we should adhere to, which is not to condone this type of conduct. Chip, you have a more practical involvement with this this type of uh, situation. Sure. What, how would you handle it? So there are a, a couple things here as it relates to the Gaming Commission itself, <clears throat> and, and I have a lot of empathy for the commission in this circumstance. Its original suitability investigation didn't uncover this, you know, so it has to be asking itself, right, you know, is, is this licensee deliberately trying to hide things from us and you know go back to 2014 there was the uh federal money laundering investigation into wind's operation in macau wind didn't disclose that either so there's this pattern and and the commission is is i'm sure asking itself can we trust anything this licensee tells us uh not just about its past but now moving forward so so it's got to grapple with that and it's got to grapple with the practical reality that you have a half a built building you have a billion dollars in the ground and you have the jobs and the economic benefit that were also part of the gaming law and part of the bargain for bringing expanded gaming to massachusetts the commission has a difficult job it has to balance that but as as uh, jay said What's the point of having suitability standards if you're not going to meet them or enforce them? You know, just because you have a billion dollars in the ground doesn't mean you're excused as a licensee and a developer from the very high justifiable suitability standards that Massachusetts set. So the commission has options. The commission can uh, potentially force a complete house cleaning, win board, win manage, senior management. Um, the win, the commission could force a sale. It could let win resorts know you guys are not going to be suitable in Massachusetts. The best thing you can do is sell the project currently, you know, in progress to another developer that is going to be able to meet Massachusetts suitability standards. Or it could, there's actually a provision in the gaming law to give the legislature some credit. It, it anticipated this. There's provi- there are provisions in the gaming law that allow the commission to revoke the license and a, uh, appoint a conservator 
over the project that could then oversee the sale and transition. Now, I'm sure that's a last resort. It'd be a last resort uh, for win resorts. You don't want someone else. You don't want someone pulling the license and selling the project. You you're, you totally lose control. So there's there are a lot of options here. It's not uh, black and white where if the license is revoked or if the commission says it's going to revoke the license unless there's a sale uh, to a more suitable operator that that win doesn't have options. The commission uh, they they have options here. Do you think a casino operator would want to? buy a half-finished building, basically? <clears throat> there are precedents in other markets, um, in other jurisdictions, in, in Michigan, uh, in New Jersey, and, and I believe in, in uh, Mississippi or Missouri, you know, Missouri, stations, yeah. Yeah, Missouri Stations Casino. Um, that's a question, that, you know, that would be a question that the, the market would answer. Uh, there is there's a significant, significant value – and, and I say this as one of the, the as part of a company that was bidding for it. There's a significant value in a 15-year exclusive Boston area casino license. Uh, some people would say the value of that is is upwards of a billion dollars. So there are a lot of considerations. But would would another casino developer uh, want to purchase the 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 right to continue that project and and the land and the infrastructure that's been built so far? The, the answer to that question is to, to tell when he has to sell it or to, to put it out to bid. So, uh, Jay, you, you make the case that the company is unsuitable because of what Steve Wynn did. Why, why is that? Why, why do you think the company should be held responsible for what its chief executive did or allegedly did? Because they, they didn't take action to deal with it. This was going on for over a decade, It's based on the reports. And they didn't disclose it to the Gaming Commission when uh, it's been reported that they knew about um, the sexual harassment um, uh, settlement that uh, uh, Steve Wynn enter entered into with uh, one of the women that the, the Wall Street Journal reported about, who he had uh, coerced to have sex with him. To the extent the Gaming Commission confirms what the Wall Street Journal reported, that the company knew this conduct was happening uh, and did nothing about it and didn't disclose it to the Gaming Commission uh, in the course of the investigation as to their suitability, then they are culpable. Um, and this comes back to this cultural sickness, the Me Too movement, the fact that we as a society have been tolerating this type of behavior for way too long. It's got to stop. Uh, and one of the things that, that I would want to do as governor is keep a bright light on this type of behavior generally and on the Me Too movement and insist that we stop tolerating the intolerable. Uh, this, is a, this is a clear example of a situation where a company, by not doing anything to stop this behavior or take aggressive action to stop it and not disclosing it, um, is enabling it and facilitating it. And that is a problem, and we cannot accept that anymore. Chip? The, the commission has already set this precedent um, in the two prior examples where the commission uh, was not going to find Caesar suitable. Uh, it, and and the, the main issue, there were a few issues, the main issue was that the Caesars Entertainment had a brand licensing deal with the Gansevoort Hotel Group. And uh, through something Caesars disclosed to the commission, self-disclosed, the commission discovered that uh, 
there was a pretty uh, good chance that somebody in the Ganservort Hotel ownership group had a link to Russian organized crime, right? So they, they had a very high standard and said, hey, there's even a whiff of a link to organized crime. We know it's a, it's a brand licensing deal. It's not you directly, Caesars Entertainment, but we can't uh, let you, we're, we're not going to find you suitable. We can't let this move forward. It's about percep- public perception, the highest possible standards for integrity. And there was no solution. Caesars wasn't offered the ability to cure it. There was no remedy. Hey, uh, you know, cut off, break your licensing deal, cut off ties. That was it. It was in, in that case and in the case of Our Way Realty, where its chief executive had been making unauthorized withdrawals from the tracks money room, uh, which was un- uncovered to its credit by the commission's investigative bureau. Uh, in that case, there was no uh, cure or remedy offered to Our Way Realty. They got rid of the chief executive. They got a new president. They said it was bad. It won't happen again. We're going to try to do better. And, and in both cases, the commission said it's not, uh, this, it's not that we're going to allow a remedy or a cure. Uh, this, this pattern of behavior, these systemic issues, they reflect upon your company. They reflect upon your, your management, your corporate culture, your lack of controls, your lack of oversight. And, and what we're, if, if we believe the journal in the Las Vegas Review Journal, the Wall Street Journal report and the Las Vegas Review Journal report, senior management at Wynn Resorts uh, had to be looking the other way. And, you know, this was a decades-long pattern of misconduct. The Wynn Resorts board either knew and looked the other way or didn't know. But either way, that's terrible. It means bad corporate governance, bad management, and, and no oversight whatsoever. So Steve Wynn, as the chief executive of Wynn Resorts, has this larger-than-life persona. But it's an actual public company, and there are shareholder lawsuits already now about did the company behave irresponsibly. That is the precedent that the Massachusetts Gaming Commission has already set for suitability. So um, Steve Wynn is, is larger than life in a lot of ways. And um, it, it, as someone who's covered that company for a while, um, he uh, wields incredible control over what goes on, and people sort of wait for him to respond. They, they don't know what he's going to do next a lot of the time, but they're trying to just prepare for it. Um, the, the Gaming Commission has focused a lot of attention on what Jay mentioned, a, an alleged $7.5 million settlement with a manicurist at the Wynn Resorts who uh, Steve Wynn allegedly pressured to have sex. This was a private settlement that he negotiated outside of the company, apparently. Um, we don't know what the terms of the settlement were. We don't really know a lot more than what the Wall Street Journal's reported. Um, the Gaming Commission, particularly Steve Crosby, the chairman, keeps asking, who knew what, when did they know it, and what did they do about it? Now, what's this is sort of the last thing I want to go over. What is the litmus test about that? Because... There have been some allegations that some company officials were aware of a settlement. It appears the board may not have been aware of it. Um, but if if that becomes the focal point, and you're sort of saying, Chip, lack of knowledge doesn't excuse it. If, if, if it happened and you didn't see it, then you're it's just as bad as if you, you were aware of it and condoned it almost. Uh, yes, uh, 
go back to the case of Our Way Realty, uh, it's unclear whether the owners knew that their president was engaged in this pattern at the time of, of uh, taking unauthorized withdrawals from the tracks money room, right? And what the commission said was ignorance is not an excuse. It shows really bad corporate governance, and it shows uh, systemic issues. You know, the, the company can't just be uh, that poorly managed and promise to do better. And, and in Massachusetts, as part of this, as a technical aspect, there are qualifiers on your license application. I was a qualifier on the original Suffolk Downs license application. Uh, your, your, your senior management and members of your board are all qualifiers. Uh, Matt Maddox, the new chief executive of Wynn Resorts, is a qualifier in Massachusetts. Kim Sinatra, uh, the corporate counsel, is a qualifier. Uh, they've both been part of Wynn Resorts and around uh, since 2002, 2003, you know, for, for years and years. So I think the questions, rightfully, that the commission investigators are going to be asking is, are people who are qualifiers in his, in, for suitability in Massachusetts, were they people who uh, potentially knew about this and looked the other way or even worse, covered up or helped the company cover up? Were they people who withheld information from the board, or did the board members know about this, this decades-long pattern of, of misconduct, and they looked the other way, in part due to Steve Wynn's, you know, the power of Steve Wynn's personality and his ability to uh, ex, ex, uh, just sort of uh, extend his leadership over, over the company. Um, either way, it's no good. Jay? Yeah, I, I totally agree. This this is, if they didn't know, that is shocking and disturbing. Um, it is a it is a function of corporate governance and the systems in place to ensure that any type of behavior like this that's creating a hostile work environment um, is being rooted out and addressed. I mean, let's put the technicalities aside. What we're talking about here, based on the Wall Street Journal reports are women who worked for the company who were being asked to go to Steve Wynn's room and give private manicures and massages and other stuff who, because of his reputation and what was happening and the misconduct that was happening, it was reported were afraid to go to his room to do that. Um, and they would come up with lies and um, take other people with them to try to avoid this hostile work environment where they literally could be um, abused and certainly, at the very least, harassed. That is illegal. And the fact that the company enabled this environment to persist, where this illegal conduct was happening, is not only a problem for Steve Wynn, and not only is he culpable for creating that environment, by enabling it and not shutting it down and not having systems in place to protect those women, the company is at fault too. Uh, and they should be held responsible for that. It, you, you had cocktail, former cocktail waitresses that were employees of Wynn Casinos uh, high-fiving each other last week when he resigned. You know, the, the idea that you would work for the Wynn Corporation for 10 or 15 or 20 years and not be aware of what if the reports are to be believed, and, and I don't see any reason you wouldn't believe the Wall Street Journal. I'm sure a phalanx of lawyers uh, examined that report before it was published. 
it was v- it's very hard to credibly make the case that you worked as a senior executive in this organization for 10 or 15 years and you were oh, oh it was just a, it was a surprise to us that any of this was happening and lastly the the Massachusetts Gaming Commission is is dealing with this and trying to figure out what to do do either of you see any problem in, in the way they're approaching this and the way they're handling it again I have uh, it's a very difficult task for the Gaming Commission and it's compounded by the fact that the Commission selected win for the Boston area license. So, you know, they're, they're, n- nobody wants to say they made a terrible mistake uh, with that selection. But the question that the commission is asking right itself and when is, is were, was your license obtained here under false pretenses? You know, the pitch was that this company was all about Steve Wynn. It was the best. It was the gold standard, as Governor Weld said at the at on more than one occasion. But at the the hearing, uh, the public hearing at which the license uh, decision was made, and it turns out that based on the the reports, that that was all a myth, and and that the commission was sold a bill of goods by this company. Um, so the commission has a tough job. It's got to go out to Nevada, right? This commission is new um, relatively in, in gaming in the United States. Uh, presumably, uh, somebody at the Gaming Control Board in Nevada over the last 20 or 25 years would have found something. So I, I feel for the commission's investigators, they've got a very difficult job. Uh, but by the same token, they really have to evaluate whether or not this licensee has been disingenuous, has not been forthright, hasn't disclosed information in a timely manner, uh, waiting till something's in the Wall Street Journal to disclose it is not disclosing information uh, that the commission needs. So, so you yeah. said they they have a tough job, but have they misstep? Have they made a misstep so far in your opinion? I I don't I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I have philosophical disagreements with their decision about win over the Mohegan Sun project, but uh, I, don't see, I don't see how you could say that the commission's investigators uh, haven't done the right thing to date. Jay, how about you? How do you yeah, feel I, they're doing? I, I think since the, the Wall Street Journal reports, um, they've acted appropriately. They seem to be taking this seriously. I think they need to to work with a sense of urgency to independently verify whether these reports are accurate. And to the extent they do independently verify that, they should revoke the license. So I want to thank Jay Gonzalez and Chip Tuttle for joining me today. Uh, Join us again next week on the podcast. And always subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. See you next week. Thanks. Money! Get away!